What's up? And welcome to the Single Player Experience Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sebastian Malden. And in this episode, we're going to be doing things a little bit different than the normal video game recommendation episode. This episode is all about a narrative, a story, if you will. And the story that I want to share with you today is none other than the one of the first people to go hands-on with the Xbox Series X before it was released. And here to tell that story is none other than Michael Santiago. So Michael's an NYC nurse. He is the host of the Gamers University podcast. And like I said, he's one of the first people outside of Xbox to go hands-on with the Xbox Series X. So in this episode, Michael is going to tell you all about his story. We're also going to be talking about whether or not the xbox series x is the best xbox of all time and we're going to be talking about some games that you should definitely check out we got all this and more coming right at you right after the intro dj start the intro man this is the single player experience the podcast that helps single player gamers manage their video game backlog I'm your host, Sebastian Malden, and my main quest is to help you manage your ever-growing video game backlog by letting you know which single-player games are worth your time and money so that you can have the best single-player experience. Now, without further ado, let's start the show. DJ, cut the beat. Like I said in the intro, joining me today is a very special guest. He is a gamer, he's an NYC nurse, and he's a soon-to-be father from the hit show, The Gamers University Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Two Medic himself, a.k.a. Michael Santiago. (laughs) Michael, how you doing today? What's going on, Sebastian? Thank you so much for having me, man. I love the intro, man. Man, a special guest needs a special intro, so I had to dial it up a notch. You know what I mean? (laughs) I hear you, man. I hear you. Thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, I I just want to give you your flowers. You're doing a great job uh, with your podcast. And literally, the episode you did with Trevor Alexander is like, it's like, it's like a Bible. It's a masterpiece for me. It's, It's like everything I need. And we'll, we'll talk about why, uh, later, later on, but Thank you so much for doing that episode with him, man. I, I loved it. Man, thank you so much. You flatter me. Thank you for the compliment there, man. Uh, and shout out to Trevor. Like, he is a very good guest. I would highly encourage anyone to check out his podcast as well. So, Michael, though, for the people who may not know you, introduce yourself to the audience. Let these people know. Yeah, so um, so my name is Michael Santiago. Um also known as Toon Medic in the social medias and, and the gaming in, uh, industry. Uh, I'm a, also a podcaster. I have my own gaming podcast called Gamers University Podcast. And my, my day job is I'm in the healthcare industry. I started off uh, in the fire department as New York City uh, paramedic. And then uh, during the pandemic, I became a nurse and and I started doing that. I started working in the ER as a nurse, uh, and I've been doing that ever since as my day job and podcasting at night. That's what's up, man. Thank you so much for your service, by the way, serving the community like that. So before we get, you already know what it is, man. You you heard the show before. So for all my first time guests, they always have a putting you on the spot question, a top five question based on their area of expertise. And yours happens to be gaming. So, Michael, what are your awesome. what's your top five games of all time? Oh, man. OK, so. Um, 
I might have like recency bias, but um, I'm gonna have to in no particular order, right? I'm gonna have to say uh, Elden Ring is up there. Okay, good um, one. One of the greatest games of all time, and I'm not a huge uh, Souls. Uh, like I appreciated Souls ever since um, I tried out Dark Souls, but uh, from uh, from Soft, but. I I was never like great at it, and my I had I don't know if it's ADHD or something like that, but my attention wasn't I couldn't like focus on these games. So I tried Bloodborne, Sekiro, and just it never hit. You know, a few minutes, but and like a few hours actually. Like I think Dark Souls I played maybe five hours, and that was the most. And it, it I appreciated it. It was just maybe too difficult for me, or you just gotta get good, right? And I just didn't have the time or the energy to do it. But then Elden Ring came out, and it's not like it's an easier game. It's just it's a masterpiece, man. It it is um, it's it's like a work of art. It's like a it's like motion. It's like it's like motion art. Um, and and people say there's no like story in the game. I I I would argue that it has a great story, and it's just it's just not like it's not just like hand delivered to you. You know what I mean? Like you just gotta you gotta like. Uh, it's like looking at a piece of art. Like it's not like you look at art and like a painting. And you're not gonna. It's not gonna in the bottom have a story under it, right? You have to use your imagination and kind of, kind of figure it out yourself. And and almost like what you think the story would be. So that's what I love about this game. Like you go into a, a castle or a room and and there's so much going on in there. And you, but but there's nothing like telling you exactly what's going on. So you have to kind of use your imagination. And 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 see what what they're trying to say with uh with the with the art style and the and the graphics and the open world, um, it's an amazing game, man. One of the greatest experiences I've ever had, for sure. I don't mean um, to cut you off, but like yeah. it's it's really fun funny you say that because like I've been writing a piece and sort of thinking of like my game of the when I was thinking of my game of the year and such like that, like I, one of my biggest debates right now is internally, I haven't really like debated with anyone, but like one of my internal debates with myself is like Elden Ring and Horizon mm -hmm. Forbidden West. And the reason why like I, the one, the knocks that I actually did have on Elden Ring was the, the story because I'm like, I didn't, I was one of those people who you just described who didn't really think it had like the biggest narrative or like, mm -hmm. you know, that big story. So when you described it just now and kind of like, okay, I can see that point of view of like the story is almost in the exploration versus the versus something that has traditional storytelling where it has that that narrative of like a start, a uh, middle and a beginning uh, or ending of like it takes you on an actual like journey, so to speak, like Horizon and ha like Halo Infinite or even like a last of us or a red dead 2 has like a mm -hmm. very heavy narrative like story that you're following so it is it uh, it is a very different like way of storytelling that i think connects with different people right and you know what's what's great about Elden ring and the way i mean i, I just want to say like the last of us and red dead and these like narrative story driven games are also masterpieces right in their own way and but for me, Elden Ring, like it brought in that community aspect of like, because it's not telling you straight up what's going on, you would have to, let's say, like go on YouTube or something like that and, and get like a little background story and stuff like that. And you won't have to do that in The Last of Us. You know what I mean? Like it's telling you right there and there what Joe and Ellie's going through. Right. 
But in Elden Ring, you don't know what you really don't know exactly what these characters are going through. Kind of like when you're looking at a painting, you don't know exactly what the artist is trying to say. But you can like use your you could one, you could use your imagination, or you can go on, let's say, YouTube or Reddit or or, or reach out to a community, whether it's Discord or Twitter, and 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 you know and and discuss amongst uh, your peers about like what exactly is going on with Radon and uh, Melina or something like that, and then you could watch a YouTube video and you find out like the sad, tragic stories of how they got to where they are or the heartbreaks and this and that. And you're like, what? Like I can in a, in a million years I would never know that because it doesn't straight up tell you and. I could see why some people would be turned off by that, but I find it as like an opportunity to like get the community together and, and experience like an amazing work of art in terms of a video game. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what I loved about it because every time I would l look up something um, and find out more about uh, something about the story or, or about the game, it just, it's mind blowing. It's just like, Oh my God, I got to see that for myself. And I got to, you know, turn the game back on and, and experience it. And and then you see it and you're like, oh my gosh, this whole time you go to this room and you look on the wall to the right and then it just, there's a statue of something and it's like heartbreaking. You're like, oh man, it's just, that it's that that's what I love about it. You know what I mean? But okay, um, okay. to each their own, right? Some people aren't going to like that. They're not going to, they were going to want things like a, like a movie, you know, like, yeah. uh, like an like Uncharted or Last yeah. of Us. Yeah. Yeah, so I get that completely. What's the other four games? Um, so I used to I used to say The Last of Us, the first one was my favorite game of all time. Um, and I, I would say rightly so, right? It's it's uh it's it's one of the greatest stories ever told in a video game. Um, oh, for sure. It just like it was um when it first came out, it was just so heartbreaking and so creative and um oh man the 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 stuff that that uh they did at sony it's just um at um it was incredible what naughty dog was able to do uh uh it just it was the at the time it was it, it still might be the greatest story like ever told in video games it was just uh it was just such a masterpiece and it's still up there as like one of my favorite games of all time and i played it again recently i haven't tried the new one like the the remake or the you the know, ps5 um, remake yeah, yeah yeah you know there's a lot of like buzz on that on like you know is it worth 70 and all that stuff but with, with that with that like to the side just talking about the actual game and not like the remakes and remasters and re-remasters right um the game itself masterpiece you know what i mean like the storytelling and it still holds up you know the storytelling the um the the art style uh the combat and stuff like that Oh yeah, that game is a that game's a goat. Like I, mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Like I love everything about it. Everything. Uh, like I, it gripped me in a way that I didn't know I can be gripped by a video game before. Like especially mm -hmm. narratively. So I completely understand. So what is number three for you? Or not in particular order. Yeah. But what's the other three? Yeah, I mean, uh, man, I, I wish I was able to like give you like oh my number one right. But, <laughs> That's but, hard, man. That's yeah, it's hard. hard to say, right? It's hard to say. So. I'll I'll say the next one, the number three would be um Skyrim. Uh man, Skyrim, Skyrim, Skyrim. Um um uh, Elder Scrolls. Uh it, man, what they were able to do back then, um, like I would the hype was so crazy that 
I remember I bought like the uh, man. I don't know what whatever happened to that thing. Like the official like strategy guide for it. Like before the game came out, and and like I was reading through it, and um, oh my gosh, the hype level for that game was insane. You know what I mean? Like an open world. You know, like um, do you know do whatever you want. You could like you don't even have to like beat this beat the game. You could just like start a start a job and become a um uh either a trader or or a blacksmith or something like that and and uh and have uh, have uh quests doing that or missions doing that and or you could join uh an assassin's uh um the assassin's uh, guild yeah guild yeah, yeah. different guilds or you could become um uh, uh like a, a mage guild or something like that and it's just oh man that game was incredible it, it's still it's still incredible um yeah, the, it came out what, over 10 years ago and they like released it so many different platforms and stuff like that it, it's almost like a like a joke now you know like yeah it is i'm almost <laughs> expecting like a next gen like skyrim edition <laughs> like yeah. i really am like they released it like every two years for every single console imaginable <laughs> since what the like 360 days i i know i know the uh i would say it's it might be my favorite soundtrack maybe it it is way up there in terms of music um just that like that like um epic uh soundtrack that it has uh when when you go into different towns and and the music oh my goodness the it's it's um it was so incredible like so powerful and epic you know like you feel like you're you're like in this giant um uh lord of the rings or you know like something straight out of um George Martin or something like that. George R. R. Martin. Uh, Sky Skyrim was in, uh one of my favorite games of all time. I loved it so much. Did you ever? Did you like it? Did you ever play it? What do you think about Skyrim? So I played Skyrim. Um, I played it recently, and um, when it first came out, like I enjoyed Skyrim. It's not my favorite Elder Scrolls game, though. I I think that's that's like where I defer. Really? Okay. So what is it? Um. Oblivion, Oblivion is my, like Elder Scrolls Oblivion was like my favorite it to me it's like I'm a big narrative guy and mm. one of the things that I do not like about Skyrim is like the chosen one narrative because like at, at, in my head and you know like one of the things that disconnects me from that game narratively speaking is the fact like you are the chosen one and it's up to you to basically basically like solve the problem and like save the world so to speak but like it's always hard for me to to like have those type of games to where i'm like i am the chosen one but i also have to like i also get to like go do my own thing and but the world's in the balance like the narrative speaking it makes it seem like oh like you need to hurry up and do this or like the world is going to like just perish versus right. yeah versus like okay that type of game encourages you to like go out do your own thing get lost in the minutiae of like joining the mage association or like the the mage association or the fighters guild or like the the rogues guild the thieves guild or even like the um what was it the black bro the dark brotherhood yeah it was dark like the assassins yeah. yeah so i'm like it encourages you to do that but in oblivion you're not the chosen one you're just a guy who sent out to look for the chosen one and mm -hmm. And at that pace, you know, like the the game doesn't really start until the chosen one kind of gets involved in, in when you actually like tell him what's going on. So in that like game, 
you can kind of do what you want. You can kind of like be who you want because it doesn't have any impact on the overall narrative. Right. And it's just one of those. And it's just sort of like the little details. I'm like, I kind of liked the arena in um in Oblivion versus. Oh like, yeah, the arenas. Yep. Yeah. So it's one of those things to where it had like little tiny differences and like differences and it appealed to me in a different sort of way than Skyrim where I don't necessarily know if it was maybe the atmosphere or maybe it, it never really felt like to me Skyrim always felt like a step down from Oblivion and that's just a personal thing like Oblivion felt like it was colorful it felt like it had a better like narrative it felt like like it had like the same groups and organizations but it also had like other things that made that game stand out. So I don't know. It's just like Oblivion uh, has like my heart when it comes to Bethesda games versus Skyrim. It's it's I weird. Mean, that's no, and that's not that's not weird at all. I think you have a valid argument there. Of uh, and I'm sure there's a ton of people that agree with you about Oblivion. Oblivion is is that it's it's an older game, so it's it's you know Skyrim takes a lot of and Skyrim has been everywhere. So Skyrim is always like uh, up there in terms of conversations, but uh, there's definitely uh, something to be said about Oblivion, for sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I, you've listed out a couple of really good bangers so far. You know, like what's what's the last remaining ones? Oh yeah, I know. So it, it's it's tough because you know what? I'm gonna have to go back in time a little bit because the the ones I've been saying fairly recent. You know what I mean? Like I'm missing I'm missing games from like Genesis and Super Nintendo. So I, I want to share some love there. You know what I mean? So. For me, I'm going to pick a Nintendo game, and it's going to be The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past, right? As my, like, Zelda choice uh, for, like, top five games, for sure. Okay, okay. So is that, in your opinion, the best Zelda game of all time? Oh, man. Whew. So uh, I would say personally, personally, yes. Uh, but I would say, man, Ocarina of Time might have to, like, take it there. In terms of of an uh like an objective feeling, and you know it's either that or Breath of the Wild, um only because I guess of the recent bias, you know. But for me personally, you know, without you know, with that being said, personally, Link to the Past, like it just hit different. You know, I was, you know, it came out in nineteen ninety one, so I was younger, and I hadn't really played like crazy adventure, like long, like big adventures like this before, and. Just, just like having your own, like being able to create your own character. I mean, not character, uh, like name, like na you name your, your link character. You know what I mean? With your save file, like that was just even back then for me, that was like mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like for sure. My name, you know, and it just it was incredible that that feeling. You start off with like three hearts, and I remember when I first saw the game, I had a like an older cousin. He was playing, and he had like twelve hearts or something like that, and I was like. Like, why do you have so many hearts? That's not fair. He's like, oh, I've been playing for a while. So uh, I played that with my, I remember playing that with my my dad. And, um, and uh, I mean, it's just an incredible Zelda game. Uh, just like, just the adventure, the music. Uh, back then, the, graf the graphics back then, it was incredible. Seeing the world change, that was, that like changed my world. You know what I mean? Like, it was mind-blowing seeing like the world change and you get into that like uh different uh dimension or whatever it was um it, it was an amazing adventure you know like getting different weapons whether it's the like the boomerang or the 
bomb oh man getting the bomb and then finding locations to go to that you couldn't get to before but you're like oh wait now you know this this thing that looks like a bomb and i think i remember like accidentally doing it you know like because the game didn't really <laughs> tell you right but the you know there's a big boulder right in the way and you come to it and then you just put a bomb down there that's how games were back then you know what i mean it was all experimental you know you walk around and let me see what this does or i remember uh in the game where you would slash the bushes right i remember in the beginning getting towards the castle i'm slashing the bushes and then there's an opening there and I was like, oh, my God, you know, it was insane back then. And you, like, jump down and it brings you into the into the castle, um, like, from the underground or something like that. Like, those those type of experiences were mind-blowing back then. And, um, and yeah, like, I, I had I had so much with so much fun with that game. Uh, and uh, it's 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 up there. I, I feel like it holds holds uh, it still holds uh, today. Um uh have you what what do you think about um zelda i'm curious uh, man i'm i'm gonna be real with you my first ever zelda experience was um breath of the wild for the switch i never wow. have played another zelda game even afterwards like i it's hard for me to go back to play the, my switch lately it's one of those things to where like i've been immediate and like immensely spoiled with like the playstation 5 and the xbox series x and x mm. and that quick load times it's just some about those things that like have spoiled me so i haven't went back and actually played another zelda game i know they're fantastic i've, I've like people rave about them people like you know shout upon high about how good like the <laughs> zelda franchise is but right, right. i've never actually like went back and and played those games um but other than breath of the wild oh i i highly recommend it i think you know for sure i don't know if you have um the online pass or whatever for uh yeah the Nintendo, yeah yeah the so it comes with the nes and snes and it comes with link to the past so i definitely recommend you just boot it up you know just boot it up in terms of like think of it as like being a historian and just like seeing what it was like to play a video game in 1991 Try to use that mentality because it's so hard because we're in 2022 and everything is so different, you know, in terms of uh, graphics and the SSDs of the world and and yeah, load times sure. and just everything is so different. So I would I would just use the different lens, you know, and just play this in, in terms of like learning about the history of video games. And then if you do that, uh, you'll be able to appreciate it more, especially if you like play it undocked you know what i mean because if you dock mm -hmm. it and you see like this you know 1991 like sprite game you know what i mean it, it might turn you off but if you just play handheld maybe it'll be easier to swallow and just just uh play like maybe an hour of it just to see what it's like and you you'll experience like whoa you know i i, I see what mike was talking about like the it, it for 1991 like i see where breath you know like i see where all these current games get their stuff from you know what i mean yeah yeah that's, that's i get it completely great, you know i get it completely i'll have to check it out like i'll let you know what i think about it but oh I'm like, yeah i'm curious man because i because breath of the wild is is you know one of the best games of all time so uh to see a zelda from 2017 to 1991 i'm really, <laughs> I'm really curious of what your thoughts are because it's you know it's the same like passion you know what i mean it's the same character in a way just like upgraded graphics and upgraded you know stuff like that um but it all comes down to like when zelda first started you know so yeah i'm i'm right there with you i'm fine with playing older game like older games as well so i'm like 
it's one of those things to where I'm like, I now you gave me some more insp- like inspiration to go do this because it was always on my list, but I never really had the gumption to go do it. So you you saying this kind of motivated me a bit. Oh, that's awesome, man. That's yeah, definitely, I definitely recommend it, man. It's uh, there's so many games like back then, like um, to to check out. You know what I mean? Like the it's it's, it's tough though because we what we got now in 2022. You know all these brand new games that are coming out. The El, you know um, Elden Rings of the world. Yeah, for sure. It's We're tough. Spoiled. It's tough to go from <laughs> Elden Ring uh, or Breath of the Wild to Link to the Past. I I, I hear you, man. Yeah, man, it's re- it's not just like the games though. It's like the it's the Switch itself. Like it is really hard for me to like turn my Switch on now. Mm-hmm. It is, I, it is yeah. It's really one of those mm-hmm. things to where like I I yearn so badly for an updated version of the Switch with like an SSD or like a Switch Pro or even maybe if they wanted to do like something for like a hardcore gamer, make a like a dedicated gaming console like that mm-hmm. that's like on pace with like. At least a Series S, not even like an X or like a PS5. Yeah, I hear great things about the Series S, man. I love it. I absolutely like. I am. I'm spoiled. I have one like in my like in my living room downstairs, and then I have my Series X like in my game room upstairs. But like, I love those. Like, both of those consoles are really good consoles. But that Series S is it's like that value like punch that mm-hmm. I was not expecting because like besides like some some graphical differences here and there like it looks exactly the same or it plays exactly the mm-hmm. same they're both load up extremely fast so i'm like it, it feels next gen still that's incredible and it's super lightweight you know what i mean yeah. like like and and way smaller than people could like ever imagine probably because oh for sure like for, for it, what it outputs like and you see it you're like no way you know what i mean this is Oh, it's tiny like mm-hmm. absolutely tiny it's so small that i just have mine sitting behind my tv like <laughs> It really is like I don't even have to worry about it. Like it's just sitting behind my TV. It's not on like a mount. It's not on like a shelf or anything. It's just boop, popped it right up there. Put that and like just play games. It is hidden. No, n- like no one would know about it unless they like went directly behind my TV and looked and they were like, oh, there's an Xbox Series S there. <laughs> like nobody would know. Like it is that small. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. So. My we let's let's get to the topic at hand. We it was good to get to know your top five games of all time. But I got mm-hmm. a question for you. You're a lifelong gamer and you're about to be a father. Congrats on that, by the way. Thank the you. Major thank you. shout outs. Appreciate yeah. it, man. So how are you getting ready to balance your hobby and your real world responsibility? Oh, man, it, it is tough, man. Actually, I'll tell you a recent story. So yesterday I got an email from my Steam Deck pre-order. And what? Like, that's exciting. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, you have until the 18th. So, so the, so we're doing the podcast right now on the 16th. So I have two more days, uh, to determine, you know, if I'm gonna pay for this Steam Deck and, and get it. And um, I don't know, man. So that that's the type of thing that I'm struggling with. You know what I mean? Like I'm about to be a new dad, so I have to figure out what I'm gonna do financially. You know, like now I have. It's not just me and my wife. Um, now we're gonna bring another, ch- you know, a person into this world. So I'm gonna have to figure out, you know, should I pay for this? Should I like you? Because that's fi- that's like what five hundred bucks. I can use that on diapers and this and that. <laughs> Plus, for you sure. gotta get the approval from 
from the boss lady. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm married, get, man. I get, it. I get it. Yeah, so there's a lot of going on. So that literally just happened to me yesterday. So financially, you have to figure out what are you going to do? Like, are you going to buy the $70, $70 games plus tax? Um, or are you going to like, for instance, like what Trevor was saying, get Game Pass and hopefully the family pass uh, will come out, whether it's this year or next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll probably get that in the future, too, so that my child and I can both play. You know what I mean? That, that's that's a little bit further down the road. But that's the kind of mentality I'm going to have to switch into. So switching switching my mindset, like becoming mindful of like the situation of like it's no longer by you. Um, it's you know, you have to be responsible about somebody else makes me financially like what am i going to play how many games am i going to play and um you know and, and that that's just one aspect of it like am i going to pay this 70 dollars for this game or do i wait to rent it or do i um do i pass it or do i just look for a subscription service like game pass which is very uh gamer friendly you know what i mean yeah for sure i have but, a question for you yeah yeah so just paint the picture for the audience. Like mm-hmm. you, you, I, I mentioned you're a current lifelong gamer. You gave your top five games of all time. Though. And you're making a really like a really strong case here of like the are really like painting a good, really good picture of the dilemma you're you're you have right now. Mm-hmm. But um, just paint the picture and tell everyone what consoles you currently have. Like, what are you currently gaming on? Oh, wow. So I'm um, so currently I have all of them basically <laughs> the, the only thing i don't have is a pc like i have a regular hp laptop mm-hmm. um so i don't have a gaming pc um and i i feel like i think you were mentioning uh on your podcast that you're not a big like pc gamer either no um, like i i have like i have a pc gamer uh, like i have a pc but i am mm-hmm. not like a pc gamer by any means like if right. i have my preference it's always consoles Right. So I'm the same way. Like, um, I mean, I would I would say the last time I was like a PC gamer was when the original Doom was out. Doom, Ooh. Duke Nukem, you know, stuff like that. Uh, you know, like um uh you know, the original you know, all the all those like uh point and click games, you know, like double fine stuff, you know, like that's that's when I was a game, you know, like a PC gamer. And that was what? 20 20 plus years ago forget about it it was oh yeah for sure. <laughs> so um so so ever since then it's been consoles i would say ever since sega genesis sega genesis was my first console and then it um and then uh from there it was uh n64 and then um playstation one oh my god what an incredible time to be a gamer right love that um, PS1. and love then it. ps2 which was the easy sell to the family because you just I told my dad like hey it's a DVD you know, player want a, you want a DVD player right um th- get this thing I could get a games you get a DVD player and it's cheaper than a, it, I think they were like cheaper than getting a DVD player oh for sure for right? sure almost like seventy five to a hundred dollars cheaper than the average like DVD player yeah that so that was the that was the easy sell and then from there um I purchased my own because I you know I'm a big boy now I, was, I don't know how <laughs> how when uh, Xbox came out but mm-hmm. I think it was what 2001 I guess mm-hmm. around there so um I at that time I was in high school so I got a, like a job a summer gig and I paid for the Xbox with with the uh, Halo right combat evolved yeah 
And sure. um, I remember coming home with that. That was an incredible feeling. Like, oh my God, I was through the roof um, when I brought that home. So I got the Xbox and then uh, Xbox 360, uh, PS3, um, and then and then when Xbox, uh, Xbox One and PS4 came out, mm-hmm. I got the Xbox One instead of the PS4, and I regretted it. Um, because I feel like last gen PS4 was better. You know what I mean? It had better games. Oh man, those exclusives were on fire. Yeah, like, it was it fire. was insane. Yeah, you're right. It was it was so insane. I'm just waiting for Xbox One to come out with games, you know what I mean? Other than Sky, I was playing Skyrim and GTA 5. Those are like the two games, and then Witcher 3. Uh so those are like the three games I had for one console. Meanwhile, PS4 is coming out with all these bangers, right? It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh and then for this, so long story short, it brings you to this generation. I got the Series X. Actually, I don't know if you knew this, but I was the first person to ever play the Xbox Series X in terms of a consumer in the world. You are kidding. What? No. no. You could Google it, man. Just Google X, like Xbox Series X first, first, you know, like, or first player to play uh, Xbox Series X or something like that. And just articles will come out, videos will come out. And that's actually how I got into podcasting. It's crazy um, uh, um, segue, you know, into into that. Like, I um, uh, so D- Danny Pena is a he's a Hall of Fame podcaster. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah, gamers, you know, uh, gamer tag, gamer tag radio. Yeah, shout out to them, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The goat man. He uh, he's been doing it, you know, over twenty years already. Uh, podcasting is crazy. So I, I followed his community, the Discord and stuff like that, and um, and on Twitter, you know, I started fo- I started following him on Twitter and stuff like that, and uh, he he reached out to me one day um, uh, because he had the Series X to re- like preview or review or whatever um, for like a month before it came out, so he wanted to do something with it. Uh, so he reached out to Microsoft, and it was like a risk because you know like. Uh, he got the okay from Microsoft, but it wasn't like it wasn't easy. So he he was able to like find a, a community member to be to to play the Xbox Series X and to be like the first person in the world to play it. So he chose he chose me. He reached out to me and he was like, "Hey, uh, Mike, uh, a bunch of this was on Discord." And he's like, "Hey, uh, you know, a bunch of people are gonna meet up um, from Game Attack Radio, and we're gonna talk about games and stuff like that. You want to come by?" Uh, and I was like, yeah, sure. You know, like, and we picked the time and place. And when I get there, mind you, this was in 2020. So you got the pandemic still going on. Yeah, for sure. So I get in, I get, I get over there to the address and there's this, this is like, first I couldn't find that first it's, it's in, uh, New York city, lower Manhattan. And I finally find it. And there's this guy from like head to toe with like a camera, oh, well, head to toe and like a hazmat gear. And, um, I, you know, like I opened the door to the building. I'm like, Hey, is this whatever address? And he's like, Hey, are you Michael? I was like, Whoa, this is, what, what the heck is going on here? So he has like this camera and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, he's like, uh, you know, we're expecting you come on in. So I was like, okay, this is, this is kind of weird. But I was like, you know, I've never done anything like this. So I was like, maybe that's exciting know, just, and scary though. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah. So it was, I was like, you know, maybe, you know, he's, it's just protocol to keep everybody safe. Cause there's going to be a bunch of people there. Um, and you know, social distance and all that stuff. Right. So I, uh, you know, I opened the door, I get in the, it's like a long hallway, huge, right. A big, like, you know, those like office offices. So it's like a long hallway. Yeah, for sure. 
and there's nobody in the room and there's nobody in this hallway it's just it's just empty until like you get like towards like a third like three quarters down and there's a a chair a t a tv in front of it and there's a guy standing there hazmat suit completely head to toe but i could tell that was danny Pena because just like his eye like his eyes were like his face was showing through his like eyes and stuff i was like oh what's up danny and uh He's like, and you could tell like he has a smirk just the way he's like looking at me or whatever. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? Am I gonna get murdered? You know what I mean? Something like that. Like, what? what Damn, crazy yeah, that sounds on? crazy, man. Yeah. And um, and uh, and there's somebody next to him too. Uh, uh, Tony Polanco. Shout out to shout out to him too. And uh, he's also a podcaster. Um, th- the Throwdown Show. So he's there too. So it's the only two guys in this huge hallway. And he's like, what's up, Mike? Uh. Come uh, come over here, and uh, I was like, okay. So I come over, I I, I get closer, and he's like, I was like, uh, you know, where is everybody? He's like, oh, uh, it's actually it's not it's not what you think. So I uh, have a seat in the chair. So I have a seat, and then I notice in front of in front, there's like a, a little uh, little table there, and it's and it's the Xbox Series X. I'm looking at it like, oh my god, that's the Xbox. And he's like, hey Mike, so um, you know, like I said, this what we were gonna do, but actually. This is it was just to get you here. That's not what we're doing. Actually, uh, you know, this is the Xbox Series X. I, I was previewing it, whatever, and I wanted somebody from the community to uh but so basically you're gonna be the first person in the world to play the Xbox Series X. Uh you're gonna have a whole hour to it. Um, there was like games already preloaded in, in it, so I was able to test out um quick resume. Shout out, shout out to Xbox for making an incredible incredible um console yeah Quick for Zoom sure is 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 legit you know what i mean all that stuff and and i was able to test it out you know i was i played yakuza like a dragon i played love that game Absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. It. It, was, it was great i played that i played doom eternal uh what else did i play i think gears gears uh gears um What's the latest one? Gears cool. five? five, right? Five was like the I yeah. don't know five. Yeah, five was the latest one. Yeah, yeah. So I played I uh, played that. So I was just swapping through just to test it out, you know. And so, so basically, I sat down in the chair. He gave he put headphones on me. So for an hour, I'm they're just recording me playing the Xbox Series X, and it was it was like life changing. That's literally why I'm here right now, like doing podcasting and stuff. Um, and actually, it's. So I played for it. I played with it for an, an hour. It was an amazing experience because back then, you know, it was the first time playing the Xbox Series X. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, what what stands out to me that entire experience, which was amazing, was afterward. Like that, that's what stood out to me the most. So after we finished, he he like took off the hazmat gear and stuff like that. He's like, oh, finally, you know, I could just be myself. And and he cracked three beers for me, him, and Tony. Uh, and we just sat there drinking beers and just talking about games after that for, for like an extra, for like another hour. And, uh, and they knew like from my big smile, from what I just experienced, like they were just so excited to just see somebody like me, just like a, like your average gamer guy, um, play, playing something for the first time. And, uh, it was, it was life changing, man, because for me growing up, I didn't really have a bunch of like gamer friends. Um, you know, like I have cousins that will play with me and stuff like that, but they weren't like as nerdy, you know what I mean? They didn't have that like inner nerd of just like wanting to game and, and talk yeah. about games and magazines and this and that. Mm-hmm. So 
they do they do though like danny pena tony polanco those are like legit gamers and yeah they've been in this industry for a long time right right and they, and it's not just they don't just do it just to like pay the bills or something like that they do it because they love video games so that's what we talked about and it it it, it, it was like the greatest experience in my life like just sitting down talking about something passionate, you know what I mean? Like, like we love video games. So if you talk to somebody else that loves video games, it's it's an unbelievable experience. So after that, like, that's what changed my life. Like, I got more into, like, Twitter because I had a Twitter account, but I wasn't really using it like that. So I got more into Twitter. I started following people in the gaming industry, trying to, like, um, just trying to, like, communicate with, like, other people, you know what I mean, that, that love games too. Uh, I was more involved in the in the Discord and and then what happened was it it kind of blew up like the like articles were everywhere and stuff like that and so when I went to work um, one day uh, like a week later or something like that uh, one of the doctors came up to me in the ER and he said uh, hey uh, like I I feel like I, I I saw you playing um were you the guy that played the Xbox. And I was like, yeah, like, how do you, how do you hear this? He's like, oh, I saw, I saw like an article on it or something like that. And I was like, I was like, um, I was like, oh, thanks. You know, like, you know, that's like your 15 minutes of fame. You're on a website or like uh, on a yeah, for video sure. or something like that. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, so what, what was it like playing Xbox? And I was like, wait, this doctor's curious about, about the Xbox. I was like, yeah, it was, it was amazing. It was an amazing experience. And I, I, I started thinking to myself, like, what? And so I asked him, I'm like, do you play video games? And he's like, yeah, I play video games all the time, you know, whenever I get a chance, you know, like I love Call of Duty and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, like, and I thought to myself, like, what? A, a doctor is playing video games? Like, that's kind of crazy. And then that's when it hit me. Like, wait a second. I'm a nurse and I play video games all the time. Like, I'm a huge gamer. Like, why Why is it so shocking that a doctor, uh, like, would, would um, like, wouldn't play either? Like, why, why am I so shocked that a doctor plays video games? And that's what that's what what came up to me with the idea of like um, Gamers University podcast. Like I wanted to like talk to other people about what they uh, what they do for a living and and about games. You know what I mean? Like I want to talk to different people, whether it's like a a teacher or a, other doctors or nurses or or um, lawyers or or um, whatever whatever industry you're in, business business. Um, and like, I want to talk about what you do for a living just to like, and then talk about games because I want, I wanted people to like, get, get out of the stigma of like what a gamer looks like. You know what I mean? It's not just someone who just sits on the couch all day, plays video games, but it could be anybody. It could be a politician, like, like AOC, you know, like playing, uh, playing video games, or it could be, you know, a anybody. It could be like a, a judge or a lawyer or a doctor or a dentist. You know what I mean? Like imagine going to a dentist's office and looking at your dentist and, and thinking like, oh, is he a gamer? Or or just talking about talking about like that new God of War trailer. Like, like hey, hey, doc, did you see that God of War trailer? You know what I mean? Like there's people out there that that play video games in all walks of life. And yeah, for and real. that's what I, I'm, I'm super passionate about it. You know what I mean? Like I love talking to people like of all backgrounds and all careers of, of about games. You know what I mean? Cause I, that's what I love. So let's go back to the, like really quick. I know, we, I know this is like a side story, so to speak, but mm. let's go back to that. Um, the moment you were playing the Xbox series X. Cause I have a question. What was it like seeing it for the first time? Man, it, it was wild, man. Um, 
I still look at my Series X and remember the, remember back then mm-hmm. from time to time. It was incredible, like seeing a next generation uh, console for the first time back then. Um, it was in, it was it was like uh, it was mind blowing. You know what I mean? Like um, it's so powerful. It's so powerful. Like these systems, they're so fast. The graphics uh, are are amazing. Like we haven't even like reached the potential yet because of the oh, pandemic no. and stuff like that. Like you can tell, like this is this is legit. Like this is le- next gen. Yeah, Quick for resume, sure. Um, was like, I, oh, man, playing Quick Resume for the first time and testing it out and switching between games, like that wasn't we weren't able to do that before. You know what I mean? Like if you stop playing a game, you stop playing it, and that was it. Like you, you pu- you know, you pause it. If you want to play another game, you just switch over, and that's it for the other one. This one, you can have four, five, six games on the background, all paused, and you could switch in between all, all of them. That's that was next gen for me. You know what I mean? Like graphics, graphics have gotten better, frame rate and stuff like that with the SSDs. But that quick resume, man, that that that's what that's what stand, stood out for me. For oh sure. yeah, that's game changing. That is that it is it is a game changing feature. It is like the only feature that I love about it, like the Xbox Series X and X mm-hmm. that I'm like I'm I'm like I would love that to be just imported onto my PS5. Like For that sure. is the only like you can tell me like any other feature Xbox that Xbox can keep, and I'd be perfectly happy with it. But like I want that quick resume on that PS5 so bad, mm-hmm. but. And it's the and it's it's just a little thing too because like PS5 loads up games like it boots them up like stupidly fast like ridiculously fast right. but it's it's just that added 0. 0.5 0. 0.6 of a second to where like you don't even have to see the boot up menu it's just it right. just loads directly back into where you were like last playing right. in the game and that's and that's the difference between like the SSD of PS5 and like being able to boot up a game super fast and like playing uh two or three games like that you have backed up exactly exactly where you left off like literally yeah. you could pause it mid fight in playing um killer instinct or whatever like you could pause it in round two h- half of your health is gone and come back months later <laughs> and go back to it after you've played other games and you're like you know what i want to play a fighting game after a couple months of playing single player or just playing a, a shooter or something like that, like I, I want to play a fighting game, you boot up a quick resume for Killer Instinct and you could finish that second round. That you, it's insane, man. It's it's like it's like uh te- like um it's like magic. You know what I mean? Like real world magic. It's crazy. It really is. It really is. So, am I like? I got a question. Like when you walked into that room, uh, like and saw the Xbox there for the first time, like did did it look weird to you? Because like that, it looks so much different than any other Xbox we've ever had. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I thought I don't man when I when I first saw it, I think I thought that it was um, honestly, like I thought kid. it was smaller than I thought it would be. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, I thought it was smaller because the PS5, remember the PS5 was like announced and it was talking about how gigantic it is, right? Yeah, for sure. And, and so the Series X comes out and it's like more of a square than anything. And, and you know, I was like, wow, this this is like 
And it, you know what? And he, when he handed it to me, almost like a newborn baby, he passed it to me and I was holding it. I was like, wow, this is, felt so premium. You know what I mean? Like it had that perfect weight of like, this, there's some power in this. You know what I mean? There's some stuff in here that's next gen. It just, it just felt so good in my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, did the controller they hand to you, was it the exact controller that came out later on or was it kind of different? Yeah, it was the one that came with the, um, with the console. Okay, and so it was nice. It had good grip. It had, you know, it's mm -hmm. how it is. You know, now it's a perf perfectly, perfectly designed controller. Um, and I, I love the texture on it, like that extra like texture that they added. Like it's like that the you know how like when you grip and like an Xbox One, an older Xbox One controller, it was always sleek and kind of like it was smooth. This one has that like that grip to it. That like right. That like rougher texture that kind of feels. I, I, in a surprising way, it feels more premium. Right. No, for sure. So it, it had that grip to it, and and it, it felt great. You know what I mean? It it was like it was fresh, um, uh, and it was it was it was familiar with the Xbox One, but it had that next gen feel. So I had like that like that new feel. Just like mm -hmm. the grip was a little grippier. You know what I mean? The but the buttons a little bit more crisp. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the triggers were. Even the triggers have a little bit of feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. So that was that was great. I loved it. So is would you say that the Xbox Series X right now is your favorite console of all time? Oh wow. Um. Or at least would you say it's the best Xbox of all time? Wow, man. Oh no, no, no for sure. It's it's definitely it's definitely the best um, Xbox of all time. For mm -hmm. me, honestly. I'm still gonna gonna say it's the Nintendo Switch. Whoa, yes. that is yes. crazy. I, I, you know, the Xbox Series X literally changed my life, and mm -hmm. I'm always grateful for it. Like literally, like I would not be where I'm at right now. I would not be talking to you if it wasn't for the Xbox Series X. There's no doubt about it. But the Nintendo Switch was able to do something that is like a quick resume and all that stuff and SSDs is great and fantastic. But being able to like, there's something to be said about being able to like dock your game and like put on TV, remove it, play it on the couch or whatever, take it with you in the car, put it back, you know, like dock it, you know, stuff like that. And also like the amount, like the type of types of games that it has, like old school games, um, you know, you could play classics, you could play uh the newest stuff, the new IPs that 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 come out, any anything in between. Like it's a perfect indie uh console. Like there's like an indie revolution going on right now where like you got games like Hades that you were talking about. The, Shout the out to episode. Hades. Yeah, mm -hmm. you got games like so imagine so Hades for me, Hades is best on the Switch mm -hmm. just because you could like play it on the go, you could play it, you know, like indie games are perfect on the Switch. It's a perfect indie uh, indie console, uh, and indie games are on the rise. You know, you got um, um, Cult of the Lamb that just came out, but that, Ooh, I mean that it. thing need that thing needs some work. Holy cow, this is so buggy for me, man. I got you, it. On, are you playing it on the Switch? Yeah, I'm. I'm playing it on the Switch. Yeah. Okay. So, so maybe it's that. Maybe that's the reason why. But I so I got it on the Switch just so you know because it's that indie, that indie love. So. You got, you got, uh, you, you know, you could dock it or you could play it on the go. And so I got it. I played a little bit of it, like one dungeon. It's still choppy to this day. Like uh, it still needs some work on it. So, 
um uh, uh devolver get on that you know and I, I know you guys are listening right so devolver get on that you know update that thing patch it up so because i know there is something great in there and i and i shout out to devolver man i love the games that they come out with uh all these like they, they're all over the place you know they got uh all types of genres all types of games i feel like they could do anything really they could hit every single genre it's unbelievable what they're doing over there Oh, Devolver is probably, I think, one of the best, if not the best, like indie studios on the face of the planet right now. Like, mm-hmm. it's them, uh, like, it's them or Supergiant, like, Supergiant games, the ones who made like Hades and Bastion mm-hmm. and all those. Those are my top two right now. But, like, shout out to all indie, like, studios, by the way. Like, y'all are absolutely killing it and y'all are doing the Lord's work. Like, yeah. y'all are doing it on a very, <laughs> on like a much smaller budget. Shout out to all of y'all. But, like, I am like going back to what you said though. Like I, I haven't had as like many bugs like or experienced very many bugs. But I'm playing it on like the Series S and X, and I've mm-hmm. never played it on the Switch before. So like hearing that, I was like, whoa, like it's buggy, and because like I didn't, I didn't have that experience. But then I'm like, oh, maybe the Switch version is like drastically different though. I know, I know. So it would have been better to play it on. Um... P- oh, the, by, by the way, I forgot to mention. So I have a PS5, a Series X, <laughs> and uh, and the Switch OLED. Okay. And uh, and the, if you ever want to talk about a, a VR episode, uh, I also have the Oculus, which is okay. d- dusting away somewhere in my drawer somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to have you back, especially with um the PS VR and all that kind of stuff coming out. So, Michael, man, thank you so much for talking about your experience with the Xbox Series X, and you know, like taking us deep and like really walking us through what it was like to hold that console and play that console for the first time before we go where can the good people find you you can find me basically on twitter um tune underscore medic t-o-o-n underscore m-e-d-i-c i'm on there all the time talking about games um so come have some fun uh also you can check out my podcast gamers university podcast uh, each episode, I speak to a different guest um, with, in a different industry, different career um, about what they do for a living and about the video games that they love um, that, and, uh, and the same passion that we have. So I've spoken to uh, doc, uh, doctors, uh, lawyers, um, uh, teachers, and basically like uh, a, you know, a film director, like all different walks of life um and and we share share the same uh passion for games and we just talk about it it's fantastic stuff and, and man definitely go check out that that podcast it is a great listen so man michael i'm glad you to have you back on the show we're gonna have to be back on the show really soon like you're gonna be a recurring guest man you're fam now so i gotta have <laughs> you back on the show. man I, yeah I, I, I love what you got going on man it's a pleasure talking with you uh i could talk games all day every day man so whenever you want me on just hit me up for sure for sure well i'll talk to you later until next time okay peace peace <laughs> So that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to give a special shout out and thank you to Michael Santiago for being a guest on the show. I also want to let you know about the Single Player Experience Discord server. It's the perfect place for single player gamers to talk about the good single player games they've been playing lately and to get video game recommendations. Think of it kind of like a book club for single player gamers. The link to join will be in the description. 
Once you're in, feel free to share your video game backlog list, talk about the good games you've been playing, or give your feedback on the show. If you have a game that you think should be recommended or that you think I should talk about, let me know in the single player experience discord server. I'll see you there. Before we go, I just want to thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Stay safe, stay gaming, and I hope to catch you in the next one. Peace!